This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle podcast, episode 234. Coming straight off of Mini Trucking Nationals, we have a lot to talk about Mini Nats. But we want to first start off and say thanks to our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Don't forget, you can go on ScrapingTheCoast.com or search Facebook for Scraping the Coast. And you can register for the 19th annual event coming up this June. And uh, the kick-ass thing about it is it's the last weekend in June. We're talking June 25th, 26th, 27th. And that is the weekend before really what we're looking at is July 4th weekend. So uh, start the week right or start the the holiday week right by going to Scraping the Coast there in Biloxi, Mississippi. Again, Facebook, you can search uh, Scraping, that's S-C-R-A-P-I-N, the coast, three words. For more information, we'll be out there gallivanting. But first, we got Biggity Mike, the mayor. Dude, you put some miles down on the uh, transit van, didn't you, man? Dude, absolutely. Always do. And hey, Arrowhead Nation, it's another beautiful day down here in Southwest Florida. I'm just glad to be back in this 90-degree weather because I left Wednesday, delivered mail on Wednesday, 91 degrees, okay? Thursday night, we get to Maggie Valley for Mini Nats, and it's 32 degrees. Dude, that's a huge difference. It was freaking cold, Jay. It was wet, Jay. But you know what? That did not stop fun and the excitement and just the absolute joy of being in Maggie Valley with all of our mini truck friends doing mini truck things. And uh, once again, Jason Bell and staff absolutely killed it. I say staff. I, I, I want to correct myself. His family, because they're all family. And once again, another uh, you know, mini nats in the books and God damn, was it fun, bro? It was awesome. Had a great time. It was good seeing everybody there at mini nats and, uh, definitely want to just thank everybody for coming out to the, the, the booth and supporting, uh, you know, OLP real deal. And, uh, we had a great time. We're going to have a lot to talk about with Southeast mini truck and nats, AKA mini nats. Now, Mike, on this episode, we're really going to do kind of a, a recap, full recap of the event, as you kind of alluded. And uh, this was, of course, the 27th annual. And we know next year, this time, is going to be the 28th. You could pretty much set it in stone. You know, the dates haven't officially been announced, but if you look at the calendar, you can kind of figure out when it's going to be next April. Now, we're also going to have a guy on by the name of Jeff Goddett. The name may not ring a bell for you, Long-time mini-trucker up in the northeast, and he recently got patched into a west side gang. I mean, car club, truck club. <laughs> and uh, But he does hail, uh, or he lives up in the northeast. He's got a very cool story, Mike. He's got a former cover truck uh, on mini-trucking magazine, and uh, he's had multiple vehicles. So, really cool story uh, to share, Mike. I'm, I'm excited for everyone to hear this one. Oh, I always look forward to Fridays and hearing those interviews on our lifestyle, the podcast, because they are always on point and always full of information. And it's like I had told uh, told uh, Brandon Shirley, 
I knew of him. I've met him once or twice, you know, different shows throughout the years. Uh, but listening to him on LCD podcast, uh, you know, tell his story and I got to learn more about him. And it's almost like you feel like, you know, somebody after they come on a podcast and, uh, and you know, they tell their story. So that's my thing. That's what I love, uh, you know, about the interviews um, on the podcast. 100%. And again, thanks to Scraping the Coast. We're really looking forward to this event. As we mentioned, it's really the biggest, baddest show in the entire region. If you have an opportunity, fly out, drive out, come on out. It continues to get bigger and bigger and badder every year. Now, Mike, we always uh, love to talk about our, our family over at Graphics Mafia. They sponsor us with many things that we do, but the overview of this episode is brought to you by Graphics Mafia. And it's Graphics, G-R-A-P-H-I-X with an X, Graphics Mafia. They're on Instagram. They're also on Facebook. And uh, not only, Mike, do they make some really cool decals. They'll make stickers. They'll do wraps. They do a lot of different stuff. Those yard signs that you see oftentimes, they make plenty of those and whatnot. They're good people. Again, graphicsmafia.com. Mike, they also, I don't know if you noticed, but Buddy... Over at Graphics Mafia, he's starting to get into the video game. And I don't mean like games at home. Dude, did you happen to see the video that he made a Bada Bing, dude, where it like flipped around in the interior and stuff? Uh, no, I've seen it. And you know, one thing that was mentioned to me is we don't say, hey, buddy, anymore. So we got to start making sure that when we mention Graphic Mafia, we mention, hey, buddy. I'm sure, I'm sure he loves that. <laughs> well, it wasn't him that said it, but somebody else did mention the fact that. We don't say, hey, buddy, anymore. Well, I also want to thank his son, Ryan. You know, Ryan helped us a lot there. Kind of in it, it, what he always does. You know, he's he's part OLP. Uh, he's part of the, the, the team. And uh, he helped me on my truck over the weekend. And uh, just Buddy and Ryan, they're good people. They go to a lot of shows. They're always out there slinging their stickers at these different events. And they contribute a lot by, you know, going and becoming a vendor at a lot of events, including the custom car show production lineup. So big ups to the, uh, to, to our fam. Oh, absolutely. Ryan Silver in our booth helping us out. So I uh, definitely want to sh- give a shout out to him and also a huge shout out to our boy, Craig Braid, because he came over and he helped me set up. He helped me slang shit. So uh, mad props to him. And of course, Tony Moore and uh, the fam over at asphalt army uh, for helping me out as well. Yeah, Craig Braid, he, he's from Sitting Pretty, and he's S10 Craig SP on Instagram. Of course, that's S10 and then Craig and then SP for Sitting Pretty. And uh, I also want to mention it was 16 years ago that he lost one of his good brothers, and um, we had posted also, we were with Craig over the weekend, and um, you know he had reminded me, and it came up on my calendar, but Chad Curtis Gas- Gaskins, of Everett Washington had passed away back in 05, a, a true mini trucker on April 24th of 05. So uh, rest in peace to the homie. And again, thanks, Craig, for all the help. Now, Mike, we'll transition into the scene updates. And really, there there was no bigger event going on last weekend than mini Nats. So that's where the lion's share here that we're going to jump into. But I want to remind everyone, two back-to-back mini truck weekends Basically, this coming weekend that you know, if you're listening to this on Friday, you're missing out. Uh, if you're not in Vegas, it's going down with Mini Truck Showdown. So back to back 
And uh, we recently had uh, the homie on to talk all about Mini Truck Showdown. Even if you can't make it out, go back and listen because they've got this unique experience going on out there in Vegas. And I think it's pretty awesome. So, again, east to west, there are people that are going to be at both. So we'll kind of mention that a little bit here. But, um, man, there's a lot going on out there. So nobody can say the scene is dead, that's for sure. Now, Mike, you mentioned earlier, dude, Jason Bell and fam. Tip of the cap, brother. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And, Mike, you know, there was a lot of chatter about, oh, you know, 700. I wish there could be more in this. Listen, man, I was there. You were there even longer than I was. But, like, I was there for the majority of the day Friday, Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday, you know, had to peel out of town. But, Mike, I, I wouldn't want to see the show get any bigger. I mean, there's so many people in there. There's so many, um, you know, vendors. I, I literally, I'm going to be totally honest, I wasn't able to see every vehicle there. It just is, it, it's a huge event. Uh, brother, it just keeps getting bigger and better. And, and it, it just, it never disappoints. And it's got that old school feel, that old school vibe, and all the cruising that goes on um, up and down the strip. You know, and it actually this uh, the Friday this year was uh, was really good compared to the Friday before. So I, I, that is the whole reason why I wanted to bring my truck, and of course that didn't happen, but was to be able to get out there and cruise the strip and get out there with all the rest of those mini truckers and uh, and just cruise, man. And but I was able to get out there uh, with Tick Mark and Sweet Ellie and uh, and Chad. And, you know, it was it felt good to be able to get out there. But quick story, it was so funny. Chad's sitting here. He, you know how he's big on airlift, huge on airlift. Well, my AccuWear took a shit on my truck. So Chad's sitting here telling me, Mike, I can get you airlift. I can get you a really good price. And I'll even put it in for you. He goes, so are you ready to make the switch? And right about that time when he's talking all this stuff about airlift, guess what happens, Jay? Well, I don't know if we should be bringing this up right now because Airlift is the title sponsor of this event we're talking about. <laughs> well, it's a quick fix, but Airlift did go out. But it was just a fuse. And I was like, oh, Chad, you want me to get Airlift now, huh? 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 How about that? So it went out, quick fix, fuse. It was back up and going again. But it was funny. It was funny. But, dude, it's just it's an awesome time. If Guys, if you missed out, if you didn't get a ticket, you don't need a ticket to this event, okay? You just come out and do some parking lot pimping. There was a lot of parking lot pimping going on. There was guys that had that uh, still stayed out in the parking lot and didn't even bother coming into the show with their vehicles because all they wanted to do was go out there and cruise anyway. Uh, so, guys, there's no excuses to come out to the biggest and baddest mini truck show in the nation next year. I'm sure Jay said, you know, just count, put it up, check the calendar. Last weekend of April is always mini truck Nats weekend. So uh, just make your plans now. That's all I can say. Yeah, truly an awesome event. And, uh, you know, for me, one of the highlights was getting a chance to talk to the LCD podcast guys, seeing them in person. I mean, they're, they're some of the nicest guys. They got their stuff together. I laughed a lot driving there, listening uh, to the podcast, I rolled solo. It's actually the first out-of-state show that I've went to solo with a truck and trailer. So I've been to plenty of, you know, I've been to a good amount of out-of-state shows rolling solo, which I've had to do over the years. I've been to plenty when Papa Smurf would go 
first one going, you know what? Can't get anyone to go. So I'm going to uh, hook up the truck, hook up the trailer, and roll out. But LCD Podcast, they kept me uh, entertained. Of course, I listened a little bit uh, to Mini Trucker Colt, uh, which is awesome. Future Mini Truckers as well. And then Billy Bob Podcast, a mix. And then I was over on Ronnie C10 Talk and also primarily was over on OBS Talk. Thanks, Ronnie, for the shout-out recently. Uh, really appreciate that and uh, loved what Mark did. Uh, very cool interview with Richard Rollins um, of Gas Monkey fame. So uh, check it out if you haven't already. But from LCD Podcast, guys, you know I want to give uh, a shout-out to Josh Ellis for helping You know, really unload and load Bada Bing. Pretty easy process, but it's always good to have another set of eyes. Like, hey, I'll go to a show solo. But uh, when it comes to the trailer, I you know I, I don't mind driving on a trailer and driving off. But it's always good to have an extra set of eyes there. Now, Mike, the Asphalt Army, Hammered Weekend Wear, DJ Mays, including his son Dom, and then you know even Sean Rose. You know these guys uh, came together. These brands came together, and we had just an awesome VIP party. But uh, Mike, why don't you talk a little bit about Sean Rose and uh, what you know the most to me the most important thing over the weekend and his contribution back. Uh, and and Jay, Jason Bell and I had talked a little bit about it, but why don't you talk to everyone about what the outcome was? Well, if you didn't know, if you didn't see, if you didn't see his video, first of all, hats off to Sean Rose. The man has been through, you know, he's been through hell and back, but for him to be able to do what he's doing and helping others, um, you know, after what he's been through, uh, you know, hats off to this guy. He's now official. Congratulations. He's a nonprofit, uh, uh, nonprofit organization. Now it's all, you know, all official. Believe me, I know all about that. How long it takes with the state. Um, just went through the same thing. Uh, you know, getting the LLC for Eastbound Get Down. Uh, but he's official. And guys, he just absolutely the um, all the support for Mini Nats, they were able to raise twenty five thousand dollars for Spread the Love Foundation, and I believe her name was Karen, the nurse. Uh, and so Karen is definitely going to be able to be taken care of, and uh, that's definitely going to help her out. So you know, to each and every one of you that were you know able to contribute uh, and help out, hats off to all you guys for uh, you know making that possible. And Jay, I do have to say, there was one item that was auctioned off that uh, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get a chance to uh, to bid on it. Uh, can you take a guess of what that item was, Jay? Hmm. I honestly, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's just say that this item went for six hundred dollars. Okay. And this item was uh, a picture. Oh, Waka. Haha, uh, Waka. Yeah, $600 for a half-naked picture of Waka Waka. <laughs> uh, he's a good dude, isn't he? The, yes, he is a great dude. Whoever was the lucky one that is going to have beat-off material for the next Lord only knows how long that picture is going to last. Oh, God. Congra That's all I can say is congratulations. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want to pay $600 for a picture of a half-naked Walker Frank. Well, that's just one of the many brands and vendors that stepped up. Many did, and obviously Walker's a good dude. He's got Southern Tradition, which is that event every July. 
Uh, he's a super awesome guy. Yeah, if you go on Instagram and type in Southern Tradition, it's uh, up in Canton, Georgia. And if I remember correctly, it's July 10th of this year. He was out there. It's a fourth annual event. And he was giving out those awesome flyers. Walk is a good dude. And it's a lot of people that come together. You know, I, I know oftentimes folks might go, well, you know, it's a charity. It's this and that. But it takes a lot of people and some brands that maybe kick in some things. And it's the right thing to do. And that's why I really appreciate these different brands that go to so many shows. You could stay home and you could just sell over the internet and maybe make even more money, right? But being out there and interacting and then having someone like Sean Rose go, hey, do you guys have anything to um, you know, to kick in or do you guys want to contribute? And then we do. We're right there and we go, boom, you know, let's do this. And, and obviously a lot of brands kicked in, but... You know, for DJ Mays to do his amazing job uh, emceeing that and then Jason Bell and staff and then Sean Rose kind of leading the, the efforts, I, I certainly appreciate them. And, you know, Sean Rose is just um, uh, Rose Metalworks on Instagram. He's on Facebook as well. He does a lot of inspirational videos. But, Mike, I mean, solid dude. Uh, thanks to him as well for being a part of our VIP event and just can't uh, thank him enough for what he's doing to get behind. I think it was Karen Young, 55 years old, and uh, what what a hell of a job, man. No, absolutely. Super great guy. And, guys, if you ever know, if you if, if Sean's going to be at a show, uh, take the time to go meet, the, meet him. Great guy, stand-up guy, and you won't regret um, the conversation she'll have with him because uh, he's a great guy. I'm just glad to, uh, you know, glad to say that, uh, you know, he's a friend. A hundred percent. Now, I also wanted to mention Jeff from Mini Garage, you know, gallivanted on out from Oregon. You mentioned Craig Braid earlier. He gallivanted out from Washington. He flew in, but he did drive last year just uh, six short months ago with his son. They brought their rig out. Uh, Chris Kudo, we literally had all four uh, points of the country. Now, we didn't have Maine like we did the previous year, but, you know, New York and a lot of the northeast states, but... Not only did you have Oregon in Washington, but then you had Chris Kudo from Cali, DTE, a.k.a. Down to Earth. That'll tie in a little bit later to the guest. And uh, Chris, man, what a good dude. I appreciate, you know, he said he had listened to the episode on the way over and uh, had a blast. And I think it really brought him back to uh, to the era of, you know, him getting in the mini truck in, in 89 going to Bonton. Because, you know, we floated around to the different camps. We had some brews with some people, introduced them to some good folks. So, man, he had a smile ear to ear. And I tell you what, Mike, uh, hard-pressed to find a better dude than that. Oh, absolutely. It just it, it worked out perfect for him because he was over, you know, working in Georgia for, I believe he said, nine weeks. And so it worked out perfectly. He got to come over uh, to Mini Nats. And uh, I do believe his exact words were, I'll never miss this show again. Yeah, definitely, man. It's it, it definitely was awesome. So love to see some more DTE guys come out, but I got to get out west as well. And, uh, of course, he said open arms, man. Come on out. We'll get crazy. Uh, he knows some guys I didn't even realize that he's been friends with a long time, and it's going to kind of tie into some of the stuff, Mike, that we're already working on. You know some of the things that we want to do, and with him having the connections that he does, it'll help us kind of uh, steamroll what we need to. So it's going to be pretty kick-ass. Oh, Absolutely. Now, Dom, when I drove, uh, so 
I did bring Bada Bing. You know, a lot of folks didn't really know it was going to come. We really had plans to bring it out last year in April. Pandemic started. I didn't get a chance to really get the truck in when I had hoped. Uh, I had talked to Jimmy and Tim at Jimmy's Drawn and Customs about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, about bringing the truck in. And then they said, okay, go ahead and bring it in. And it was like right when the pandemic was going down and things were kind of shut down. And I just didn't get a chance to get over there. But you fast forward, you know, a little less than a year, got the truck in. Uh, Tim did a bunch of punch list stuff on it. What that allowed for me to do is basically get the truck. You know, the motor had been rebuilt, for those that don't know. Biggity Boss Boland's dad rebuilt that thing. And it always ran good in the beginning. But I think what happened is, you know, after the truck debuted and I started going to some shows, I was up at Camp and Drag and drove it a little bit. Uh, I think I overheated the truck and the gauge wasn't working. So that, you know, that, that turned into you know, going through the head gaskets and then I changed the head gaskets here and something else, you know, maybe I didn't drain all the oil right. Something happened. And then, you know, over time the truck sat a little bit, motor locks up, you know, and it just became, you know, this, this fiasco, but with the motor rebuilt now and Tim going through it really with a fine tooth comb and dialing a bunch of stuff in Mike, that allowed for me to bring it up. So more on that in another episode. But, you know, what was really awesome is, again, I mentioned Josh helped me a, a lot of good word about the truck. So this isn't about me, but I do want to say this is one of my favorite moments when on Saturday night, you and Shannon helped. Uh, we obviously all t- three of us took down the booth, our new booth, which, you know, took some time to put up, of course, took some time to take down. And then I got a chance to cruise the truck from the event over to the trailer parking. And I, as soon as I pull out, a Dom goes, yo, ODB, can I jump in? And, you know, Diggity Dom's the man. So, of course, you know, flipped the door open, he jumped in, and he had a smile on his face. So, Mike, for me, that was one of the highlights of the weekend, man. Seeing the younger generation like Dom really, I mean, he's really ingrained in the scene, and then just the smile on his face, eh, man, it's just, it's it's killer, dude. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> with that being said, because uh, Bada Beans' his favorite truck, we finally got the, the bottom being skate decks back in again. And that kid had come over and come over and come over. I don't know how many times on Saturday before you had gotten there. Do you got those decks yet? Do you got those decks yet? Dad says, I only got 60 more dollars to spend at this show. And my final $60 is going to be a skate, a bottom being skate deck, man. When's, when, when's the skate deck going to get here? So I know that Dom definitely loves Bada Bing. So I guarantee you that was a highlight for him as well, Jay. So you made that kid's uh, you made that kid's day. You made that kid's weekend. You made that kid's year, man. I'm, I guarantee it. It was fantastic. And w- speaking of Diggity Dom, why don't you talk about what Chuck did, dude? Chuck is Chuck Dog's such a good dude. He rocks with us everywhere we go. A real deal mini trucker. But he also stepped up and hooked up little Diggity Dom. Well... <laughs> He comes over and asks me, hey, which skate decks does Dom have? And I'm like, well, I know he's definitely got this one, and I know he's got this one. And he goes, well, does he have this one? And I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to tell you no, and then he has it. So I'm going to tell you, let's ask his dad. So we find out from his dad, made sure Dom didn't have it. So Chuck comes over and buys Dom another skate deck. So I believe Dom is up to four skate decks olp skate decks now and i just want to say thanks to all the guys that come over 
and give us props for putting out the merchandise that we put out and continue buying the merchandise that we put out. Um, like, you know, for example, the skate decks, um, because they basically love our artwork, graphic, uh, graphic disorder, uh, you know, Eric that does for us shout out to those guys. Cause they kill it every single time. And so we start putting them on skate decks and pretty much all these guys collect these skate decks. So now these guys are collecting our skate decks that we're putting out. So, it's a pretty cool feeling. And so definitely want to appreciate, you know, let those guys, you know, thank those guys for coming over and buying all those skate decks that we put out. Definitely. And I'll say, I appreciate everyone that supports the brand. All of that allows for us to do more and more and more. And we've got some crazy things in the works. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a pleasure to be able to do this. And if it wasn't for, I mean, literally, I know people say this sometimes, but if it wasn't for the support of people going, Hey, those license plates are fire, skate decks, metal signs, small signs, t-shirts, gear, whatever, banners, you name it. Now, we've got, we work, we feel like we work, we know we work with the best in the business. With Graphic Disorder, Welch's Chop Shop, a couple others that, you know, can't be named. We can't disclose our our plugs, if you will, our connects. But uh, Joey at Get Deck, dude, fantastic job. But more on that stuff um, a little bit later, but I'll tell you what, like Mike said, we, we really appreciate you guys. Yo, yo, it's ODB. Quick break for podcast identification. Our lifestyle podcast, a.k.a. OLP, is brought to you by our family at Custom Car Show Productions. Four annual events, including Orange Beach Invasion, After Hours, Scraping the Coast, the flagship event, currently the last weekend in June in Biloxi. It, oh, by the way, Biggity Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana, every November. Big ups to Greg and team. Pre-register for Scraping the Coast right now at scrapingthecoast.com, just like it sounds. More information, Scraping the Coast on Facebook. Back to the podcast, already in progress. Now, Mike, I wanted to kind of hit on, I know we those are kind of some of the shout-outs, some of the things I wanted to make sure I got out, but um, I want to talk a minute about the trip to the show. What I did was I had a must-attend meeting I could not get out of Thursday. Well, I got a little bit of flexibility, so I was able to work super early, work an eight-hour shift, and basically be done at noon. Left um, the meeting, went home, everything was locked and loaded, and when I peeled out of town, Mike, on Thursday at about 1 o'clock, fueled up and got on the road, trailer, rolling solo, went to Josh Ellis's crib. He's up outside or in the Charlotte area. Got a chance to hang out there. We went right to dinner, got some grub, came back to the crib. Boom. It was lights out pretty much, right? But I must say, got a chance to hang a little bit in the garage before we went to dinner. Man, he's dude, Josh is a great dude, but he's got the look that kills in there. He's, he's working on some stuff. He's got his new OBS truck, which is freaking awesome. And uh, his garage is done up with a lot of cool stuff, not just OLP stuff, stuff from different brands, stickers, awards here and there, different things. And, um, I mean, hell, Cal Concept seats that were originally in his truck. I mean, just some very, very, very cool stuff in in his house. So, you know, I want to thank him and Nicole for the hospitality. And that next morning... You know, I, I know I'm pretty OCD. I'm pretty scatterbrained trying to get on my house. Now I know why Josh and I are such good friends because, you know, he is a little bit too. You know, it was like, hey, 
you wanted to make sure you get all your stuff, get your coolers loaded, all that stuff. So he worked on his truck all day Thursday doing a ton of maintenance so that on Friday morning, once he got loaded with a few things he needed, we peeled out on a town bike about a two-hour ride. That's when we got to Maggie Valley, loaded up the cooler, my cooler, put some fuel in Bada Bing because it was I know it was a little bit low. Hadn't put any in since I got back from Jimmy's. And, dude, we were there. Now, the weather did suck early on. But, again, Mike, you said it earlier, dude. We can't predict the weather. And the weather didn't scare anyone off, dude. But that's how my trip kind of went there. Everything go good on you guys' side? Oh, absolutely, man. I tell you what, we took a new way this time. Uh, heading up 95 to 26. And uh, I'll drive across to 95 every single time uh, to head to Maggie Valley going forward because that was so much better uh, than going up going up 75 uh so 95 is definitely the way to go now the event itself a couple things that come to mind for me mike is i want to give a huge shout out to chad luke luke uh he debuted his truck which he's referring to as difficult times and mike he came through in the olp booth dude our nc brother and how awesome was it man to be able to earn the respect of a guy that goes yo I'm going to be in your booth when I finish my truck. And he's been hustling on it and hustling. And he came through. And, dude, I was so appreciative of that. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, you talk about a stand-up dude. Chad is definitely a stand-up dude. He's definitely a, a man of his word. Uh, it was supposed to be um, in our booth at LST. Didn't happen. Supposed to be in our booth at OBI. Didn't happen. You know, he ran into, to, into some difficult times, you could say. And uh, but hats off to all his friends uh, that helped him out. I ain't gonna sit here and act like I remember all their names, uh, but he definitely's got some really good friends and some NC brothers uh, that came to the rescue and uh, and helped him uh, get that truck to where it needed to be uh, to be show worthy and um, and you know be at Mini Nats. And uh, congratulations and hats off to him and all his friends because. Uh, it showed up at the biggest and baddest mini truck show and uh, where he was crowned uh, best mini truck at mini Nats. So that's definitely a big accomplishment. That's definitely a big honor. And uh, so he, uh, he definitely deserves, um, you know, all the um, accolades that he's getting um, for that truck, for all that hard work um, that him and his friends put in uh, to get that truck to where it needs to be. Yeah, 1,000%, and salute to him. Now, my understanding is that Jesse won best full-size. That was the recent pickup from Menso, I believe it was. What was pretty cool, yep. Mike, is he must have shared the photo with Menso. I'm sure they kind of sparked a, you know, a friendship over him buying the truck. But it was pretty cool because Menso also had posted you know, a real cool post, you know, just kind of saying it, it was awesome to see on Instagram. It's Texas Menso, just how it sounds. Just uh, well, just wanted to say congrats to the uh, Jesse, which is H eight R S N V, on taking best truck home from Mini Nats this weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the truck as much as uh, my family and I did. And uh, his was, um, I think it was best truck. I don't know if it was technically best uh, full size, but it, um, it, you know, the award by uh, Feltham Fab, good dude. And uh, pretty cool stuff, Mike. Uh, I, I know that truck. Also, was that at the uh, – we didn't get a chance to really talk a lot about your the promo stuff that you were doing for Eastbound uh, show next year. 
but uh, that truck was also at the promo deal, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Could could you do me a favor? Uh, maybe. Could you ask Jesse if I could borrow the truck for a couple months? You know, maybe just to kind of kind of cruise around, grocery get her deal. Oh, definitely, because it's it's uh, definitely set up perfect uh, to go pick up those. You know, hey, if you need a couch, because I know how you like about couches. Yeah, and I like to bring couches with you everywhere you go. I mean, you can throw the couch right in the back of that bed. Um, all the oh, groceries he went, right. He wouldn't mind, would he? No, 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 absolutely not. And then all the groceries right there in the back. Uh, you know, in the back, the, the double cab there. Uh, just throw throw all the groceries back there, and probably get cases of water up in the front. You know, the front passenger seat. Not a problem at all, man. That would definitely be a uh, a, a drive around uh, grocery getter, drive around town the whole nine yards. Yeah, I think it would be awesome, but. In all seriousness, Jesse, congrats. I mean, he, he purchased an awesome truck, and he's continuing to carry on that amazing legacy. Now, Ada Outlaw, Mike, what did it win? DP, Nikki, I mean, dude, their heads are starting to kind of get big. They're right now driving on out across the country. Big ups to them over to Vegas, literally from uh, West Virginia, Dub V to NV, Nevada, dude. But what did they end up taking home? Well, like you said, their head, well, I can't say they, Daryl's head is definitely, it is grown. Um, I noticed he was starting to rip the sides of the hat. You know, the sides of his hats were starting to, you know, rip because of, you know, how big his head's getting now. Um, but <laughs> uh, best of show, um, not a surprise, not a shocker. Cause hands down, um, uh, definitely one of the, the baddest S 10s ever. Um, but it's starting to look like it's going down as one of the best trucks ever, you know? Yeah, I agree, Mike, and big ups. And one, one positive thing about the rain on Saturday morning, we didn't have to. We didn't have that crazy hustle and bustle. We were able to actually sit down and have breakfast, and uh, Daryl and Nikki, I was going to say they joined us. Well, we joined them. We walked in about the same yeah. time they did right there at Pops, and it was good to sit down with them and just, you know, friend to friend, just, you know, have good conversation. You know, the only bad part about that breakfast was is when the check came, Daryl all of a sudden, he, like, disappeared. I don't know where the hell he went. He said um, he had to take I, a deuce or something. I Didn't didn't he? Is that what it was? I mean, his, his, I, I noticed his arm. I noticed his head got bigger, but his arms got shorter, and he couldn't reach his pockets or something. I don't know what happened, but it was just it was really weird, the timing, you know, with that whole thing when the, when the check showed up. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, so. But I, I think he, you know, he... I said something about like an you know cable guy when I go hey um, he goes hey don't, Mike get back here I'm I'm paying for that and we go well we pay this time you pay next time but next time we're gonna go like we're not gonna just go to like a small mom and pop's place like we might go to like Sizzler or something you know oh we're Sizzler we're going, going Sizzler yeah man so Nikki and Daryl I mean get ready because man we're gonna get that buffet we're going Sizzler man so. You know, that little $5 breakfast you had, I mean, ours might be like 10 at Sizzler. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. It's going double next time. But, no, hats off to those guys. Um, they definitely deserve it. Um, you know, uh, you know, drive safe, be safe, um, you know, on that uh, on that cross-country uh, tour that you're doing there. And, uh, and have a good time in Vegas. Yeah, real deal. Now, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, Jeff from Mini Garage, one best old school. We did a quick video, so you can go back on our Instagram feed and peep that out. Love his Mazda. He had the wheel stand. He had the wheel off. Of course, he came from uh, Pacific Northwest all the way to 
North Carolina. Now he's driving all the way to Vegas and then back home. These guys, their dedication, it's unheard of. Now, I also want to uh, – I know Eddie Gordy was out there with the super clean cookies and cream. Love seeing that truck. A lot of the RA guys were in full motherfucking effect. NC was running shit up in that corner over by Garage Gear Clothing and some of the other vendors. And then, of course, my brothers and my sisters and Sever, dude, we came, like, with a lot. Man, we came, like, dude, like freaking hyenas, dude. I mean, we had a lot there. Um, it was so awesome. I got a chance to meet a couple members I hadn't met before. Low Rollers was in the motherfucking house. Talked to Phil and his crew. He introduced me to some of the guys, dude. I tell you what, what the un- unsung hero was, was the the Blue Colorado and I'm so thankful. That. Yeah, dude, I'm so thankful that I talked to Phil because Phil was like, yo, I started talking to his homie at um, it, Matt uh, Hodgson, right? Hodgson? Yep, Hodgson's. Dude, and I tell you, that this is the key thing when you go to shows and you talk to people. Like, you know, this truck, it, you know, I may have walked past it and was like, oh, it's a nice Colorado well, I mean, it was, and then you didn't. But if you stop for a minute and you look at the paint, and then I was like, "Yo, can I check the interior?" And it's like, boom! I mean, dude, interior's fire. The he had a a, a rag top from a two or a ninety six BMW three eighteen Ti California edition. Though they only built filth or they only made fifteen hundred of them, is what he was telling me. You know the truck next to it, the 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 S10 extended cab. It had one of the little shop dash you know deals from years ago in it. Uh, just so many badass vehicles. You had the uh, crew cab S10 that we had posted. This was uh, by Ryan Cook from Hated Fabrication. Crew cab, old school S10, real badass paint, wire wheels, hydraulics, tilt bed, suicide rear doors, old school interior. Like, dude, like, bro, like, so many mods. And then, Mike, Josh Ellis was posting videos of schizophrenia. Did you see some of the videos of the bed dancing? We've got, dude, We've Josh and I came up with the plan. We now know what you need to do to your Mazda. We want you to go at schizophrenia's owner and go crazier. Mike, I, we we want to see your Mazda with the bed deal. Almost like more of a carnival show than your local carnival. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't have to worry about watching videos because he was I was there, he was there, and he kept driving around and he was just he was blowing that shit up all weekend long. Dude, that thing is insane. And, and I think L C D guys were part of him bringing that out from what I understand. Uh yes, they were. And man, what a pleasure talking to those guys, man. Hands down, uh just some of the funniest uh dudes. Um, I've ever, you know, I've ever come encounter with and I love their podcast. If you guys are not listening to LCD podcast, you guys are missing out. Definitely go check those guys out. They have shirts now. They got hats now. Um, you know, they're, 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 um, uh, they call us the professionals. Uh, but I tell you what, they're shaping up and they're turning in some professionals themselves. Um, but love the stories. Um, but it was good to see them. Uh, thanks for the shirts. Um, you know, I gotta, we gotta get you your website up so we can actually purchase some merch from you since you won't let me buy it from you in person. So, uh, but, um, you know, make sure you guys go out and check them out and, uh, and, uh, you know, say what's up and, and just listen to some of these stories that they got. Cause they're, 
there's some good stories, man, for sure. And Favre, uh, you know, got to hug the guy, raise some money for some charity, uh, got a sticker. Uh, so it was good to meet the JV team as well. Yeah, it definitely was. And the the post that they had made they um, on LCD Podcast, they said, we were beyond tickled to be able to bring Jamie Kelly to the Mini Truck and Nats. In my opinion, the most radical bed dancer in history. And, dude, insane. Look at Josh Ellis, I-B-E, jealous, J-E-L-L-I-S. Look at his feed for some of the videos. I mean, literally mind-blowing. Now, it, it you said Favre earlier. I thought, you know, because I, I was a big Favre fan, dude. I got a Favre jersey here on the on the wall, but it's uh, Farva. So I just want to make sure, because I don't want the LCD guys to listen and then be like, man, these guys don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Now, did you, was oh, Brett was Brett Favre? Did he? Did you get a chance to see him at the show too? Oh yeah, I gave him a hug too. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, also, want to say Ben Smith, man, I got a chance to sit down. He goes, "Yo, ODB, check it out." So I sat in his truck a few minutes and really looked in and just kind of took in because I've seen his truck a lot, but he's really been working on it hard. So him and Crystal, they were out there repping uh, good peeps. A lot of other people, I know we shook hands, we slapped hands with some others. You know, Aaron Combs, just had a great time chatting with him and some of his crew. And uh, really so many, Mike, a couple guys, and and I, I so apologize, I don't remember everyone's name. I mean, a couple guys came up and were like, yo, the podcast, we appreciate it. You make us feel like we're a part of the community. I mean, it, it drives me to want to do more and get out. And I was like, oh, cool, man. We appreciate it. And then, you know, one of the guys was like, yo, no, man. He's like, listen, dude, this I'm serious, dude. He goes, it's literally, you know, pushing me to do and, and, and go and go to shows and stuff. So, you know, Mike, you know, again, thanks to everyone. We're no better or different than anyone else. We just love what we do. And we dedicate this little bit of time because people do appreciate it. So I want to say that. I want to say uh, thanks to Brian from Grinder TV and Frank from Custom Life, both of the West Coast peeps. They came over, said what up. I chatted with them. They have amazing content on YouTube, and it's all free. They also have great content on Instagram, I believe on Facebook as well for both brands. But Custom Life with a K, Grinder TV, you guys know. So, Mike, I think. For the most part, I mean, that's, dude, that, I mean, I'm sure, I know I'm missing some stuff, but those are some of the highlights. The cruising was amazing. All I could say, Mike, is you said it earlier, even if you don't have a ticket, come to this show next year. Get a $10 wristband for the whole weekend. It's the best $10 you'll spend. You'll have a blast, meet some people, and just, just have fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely, brother. And, uh, you know, it's just like I finally got to meet Bill from Camp and Drag. It was the first time ever meeting Bill. So, you know, that was that was nice. Yes, day. dude. Yes. Thank you for saying that, dude. What a good dude. Yeah, absolutely. And then Jeff with uh, Tasmania comes over, buys a ticket, and then, or I'm sorry, comes over and buys um, an OLP sticker and then slaps it, matches that red on red with Tasmania. Uh, the truck, and I mean, what an epic truck, you know. Uh, so it feels good to, that he's repping OLP on that that epic truck. And you know, congratulations to his son. Uh, you know, uh, gonna have a you know baby. Uh, well, he's not, but you know, obviously his son's wife is. So you know, and apparently, 
um, he goes to bed listening to OLP and, um, uh, you know, and so what happens when you have a baby, you know, to make a baby. So she loves hearing ODB's voice. So, that, <laughs> ooh, uh, so you know, congratulations. And uh, I bet you didn't even know that, though, did, did you, Jack? Well, you know, it's funny because I was, I was there when we were talking about it. And I, I had to set the record straight. I just said, look, I want to – I don't know the legalities around this. I want to make sure, like, if we went on, like, Morty, and he was like, yo, ODB, you are – and if he says not the father, right? I mean, because if my voice like helped, you know, get someone to, you know, go to the next level, I don't know how to say it. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm not like financially responsible in any way. Is there any way? I mean, they can't, they can't come back to the podcast, right? Because if so, Mike, I'm going to say, yo, you're the mastermind of it. You know what I mean? Oh, well, we both know that's not the case. So, um, I'm good. Well, so I've I'm signed safe. everything up in your name just in case that when the feds come in and they, you know, they call it a tax shelter or whatever that you know everything comes back on you you know what i mean because i dude oh. i all i do is talking to a microphone i've got you know what i'm saying 10 4 10 4 <laughs> got it i got uh, it i'm just kidding so but but yeah so i'm glad you brought that up uh you know real quick to the committed family all of the guys that came out uh i know um you know ryan was out there cody uh cisco a lot of good people uh, keep it, keeping it custom. He just posted a photo earlier. K E E P N, keeping it custom with the K. Great dude, man. He posted a photo about a being, man, with a dark sky behind it. Just so freaking awesome. And you know that's the good thing. There's so many good people out there, and that's why we do the podcast because we want to highlight them. But Mike, I mean, we literally could go for another hour talking about just mini gnats. Don't just take our word for it. You remember the old uh, Reading Rainbow show when they were talking about the books? They say, don't just take our word for it. Actually read it. Don't just take Miggity Mike the Mayor and my word for it, our word for it. Go to the show next year. We're nearing in on 30th anniversary. But I can tell you what, 28, 29 are going to be off the hook until we hit that 30 mark. So big ups to Jay bell uh, Mike, I think that's all I got to talk about as far as the show, man. Hey, last thing I wanted to mention is hats off to Jason Feltham for getting his new ride out there, keeping it under wraps for over a year, and boom, that's what he comes out with. He brings out some mini nets. So congratulations on the Blazer. Um, can't wait to see it in its final and finished stage because it's not final and it's not finished yet, but damn, does it look good, and you are on your way, homie. So um, hats off and congratulations for it. To, to getting it to this point. Real deal. And I don't remember everybody's name from the Pacific Northwest, but I remember David uh, Bushcow, I believe is how you say his name. He's a good dude. All of those guys that came out, man, thank you so much. Truxarosa crew, Ben and Mark and Madu and all that, though, that big gang members, all those gang guys just can, um, we, man, everyone made this event amazing and, and big ups to everyone. And if we forgot you, it's just, man, there's so much to talk about, and we appreciate everyone. Oh, absolutely. Well, you already said thanks to Ben. Uh, I just want to say, tell Ben, my second favorite S10 ever, um, and Crystal, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the Bud Lights. You guys are the best, and, uh, and you know, look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Now, the scene updates is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Visit garagegearclothing.com. 
for free shipping anywhere in the United States. I think of the continental United States. They're also going to be at events nationwide. I know they're going to be in Alabama this weekend, so I hear. But I will tell you this, garagegearclothing.com, Crystal and team, including Lonnie. I think Lonnie will sometimes send a package out, okay? But Crystal, she's got the puppet strings over there. They're great people. Garagegearclothing.com, give them a look up and uh, you know let them know that OLP sent you. So, Mike, as we transition into the, um, you know, we'll, we'll cover any other scene updates next week, but the show updates, we want to just kind of say, look, here's the here's where we're going to be at. You basically have Team OLP that's going to be out at Mini Truck Showdown. I know Craig from Washington is going to be out there, so he's going to be boots on the ground. Now, some things did come up, and I am not able to make it. And believe it or not, Ruben was going to be there, boots on the ground. And he had some things come up with Cherie and her work. So he's not going to make it out. And I want to apologize. I'm not going to be able to make it out. So it's some things with work. It has nothing to do with being able to get out there. Flights have went up with kind of the uh, economy opening. I don't want to say opening back up, but in some states that are starting to go you know, full bore, a little bit more than maybe 50% and then higher. So with that being said, some of the things I've kind of seen and heard Ticket prices are not cheap, but rest assured, we've we've done our best to promote Mini Truck Showdown to Corey, uh, Sean Patrick, all of the crew. Uh, we wish you all the best. We are going to be sharing photos, and if anybody's out there and they want to contribute, uh, get the photos to us uh, through Facebook Messenger, and or you could email them, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com. Mention your Instagram name, and we will give credit, Mini Truck Showdown, this weekend. Now, made to steel, Mike. This is going to be this is that nice kind of dare I say a couple weeks off that we have. We we have uh, two weeks off. So since we're not going to be at Mini Truck Showdown, we're going to have the eighth, which is free, the eighth of May. But then the fourteenth and fifteenth, Mike, you're going to be. Ga- are you still gallivanting on over to Dover, Florida, or what? Oh, you know I'm going to be there, brother, because uh, I got to run a damn cornhole tournament, man. I know, dude. Goat was like, yo, is Mike coming? I was like, I don't know. And he goes, dude, he goes, I'm telling you right now, that was the blast last year. He's like, dude, we had the stereo competition, and then you guys were running game. And I told him, I said, man, I, I was telling some of the players last year, they ain't shit. And it, that, you know, I was getting them all riled up because I said, Mike's coming this year again. So, dude, I hope you're ready. I mean, if if there's any altercations or whatever, I'm out, man. You know what I mean? Oh, no, dude. We, we're going to be ready. And uh, like I said before, uh, whoever the winning team is, uh, me and my boy um, George will take them on. And uh, you know, starting uh, starting bid will be a hundred bucks. So uh, you know, start throwing some cash down. And let's play for some money. I love it, dude. It's going to be awesome. Made of Steel show on Instagram, of course. Made of Steel show on Facebook. Goat Tank, they've done a fantastic job. You got a nice show grounds there. Big covered area. You got some Freon poisoning as well. So if you get hot and you get the lemonade, you got food vendors. And let's say you have the opportunity that you want to peel out and you want to go over and sit down somewhere, get into some more AC. You got barbecue joints. You got Portillo's over there in the Brandon area. And it's probably like a good 15, 20 minute drive. And then you could be back at the show. There's a lot to offer. And off the top of my head, Mike, I want to say 
seventh annual. Seventh annual show is is what uh, if my if my mind rings correct, it's at the Hillsborough County Fairgrounds, not to be confused with the Florida State Fairgrounds where Slamfest is held. This is the Hillsborough uh, County Fairgrounds. It's technically in Dover. I kind of called it an extension of Brandon because you, you know most of us go down sixty to get over to the fairgrounds. Now they've also Mike went to a ton of shows this year, including Orange Beach Invasion. They've shared photos on their Instagram page. They've done a good job of being boots on the ground and representing the scene. And for me, Mike, that speaks volumes. Oh, hands down. Uh, you got to give them props for uh, for the amount of uh, shows and the amount of, um, uh, you know, going out and supporting all these other shows that he, he does go to. So, yeah, definitely. Now, the following weekend is going to be relaxing in the Park St. Louis, so the 21st and 22nd up in St. Louis. This is an amazing show. Now, they technically only had it the one year, but they've had a lot of challenges, right? Because the first year they had the flood. Last year they had COVID. This year we know it's going to be fine, and it's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Now, last I checked, we're going to be live streaming from there via the street trucks. Uh, live streams via social media, so that's going to be kick-ass. And we will have Jason on soon, a.k.a. DJ Maze, to talk about this event. We would just ask, go out on Twitch, download Twitch, and follow DJ Maze Radio. He's a great dude. He's becoming the DJ of the scene for many of these events, and we really appreciate Jay. Oh, absolutely, man. And he did a fantastic job um, there at Mini Nats. And um, definitely look forward to having him at Eastbound Get Down, January 28th through the 30th, 2022, Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, about five weeks later, you're going to have Scraping the Coast. That, of course, we talked about at the top. It's the 25th, 26th, 27th in Biloxi. And the cool thing is he makes it super easy. Scrapingthecoast.com. You can actually pre-register when you hit there. You just tap on register along the main uh, menu bar. It'll say to register by mail. Click here to download and print the form. Yes, you can do that. You can also register online. It's $60 outdoor, $100 indoor. Again, more information, Facebook or the website. Now, Mike, the key show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. Yes, there is a mini truck inspired documentary. DVD or Blu-ray, go to minitruckfilm.com. That's minitruckfilm.com. Order a Blu-ray or DVD. All right, next, Mike, we got that podcast updates. And we hinted at these earlier. Mike, I think this week you and Mrs. Mayer are doing the damn thing. You're shipping out all of the yellow Mazda uh, merch. Is that right? That is correct. Um, By the end of, what is today? Today's Tuesday, so... Uh, we will have everything shipped out um, by uh, by Wednesday. No, absolutely. Yeah, so kick-ass. Thanks to everyone for the patience. And if you want to get out and order, if you maybe you missed out on the pre-sale or you weren't able to be at Mini Nats, go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. By the time you hear this, we should have the site up, and you can go out there and make a purchase, and we'll be happy to ship that right over to you. A couple of hoodies left. A couple of tank tops, but for the most part, everything is sold. There are um, some good sizes left in the t-shirts. We did have red shirts, and we had black. 
So get out there, ourlifestylepodcast.com. Now, the podcast updates is brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. We often talk about if you want to put your ride on a skate deck or you're a show promoter and you want to do something different and maybe utilize the artwork that you already paid for or possibly need Joey to design something up for you, uh, look up Joey at Get Decked. That's Get Decked, two words on Facebook. Send him a message. It's Joey Dilworth. Ain't that right, Mike? Uh, yes, sir. And uh, he is definitely the man behind all these skate decks. And uh, he makes it happen for us. And he made it happen for us again at Mini Nets. So, uh, and thank all you guys because it's almost time to put in another order. Yeah, you can find him on Instagram as well. It's get underscore decked VA. And Mike, speaking of VA, he also has an upcoming event. Uh, yes, he does. And uh, guys, it's called Attitude Check. And this is going to be Attitude Check number nine. And um, this one is going to be at Mr. B's Park in Woodford, Virginia. And that's August 19th through August 22nd. And so just go and check out the event page uh, for, for more information. But guys, every year, this is a show. Um, it's a, a charity show. And what they do is they give back to the local schools. Last year, they were able to donate over 600 book bags full of school, uh, school supplies. This year, they plan on doubling that. So definitely hit up Joey Dilworth and uh, go check out the Attitude Check 9 event page and um, hit that going button and uh, go check it out because it's definitely going to be a damn good time. Yeah, thanks, Joey, for always coming through. It's not often that you find vendors that come through time and time again. Joey at Get Decked does that. Thank you so much, homie. Now, Mike, the Airhead Nation updates. Look, on this one, this one's short and sweet. You know, there's typically a lot of stuff that we talk about, the homies, the chicas, family members lost. And, Mike, you and I both know animals, dogs, arguably the old saying, a dog is a man's best friend and a woe man's best friend. We got news on the way here that Lauren and Brooke, our RA family, lost their pup, okay, lost their dog. And I would remind them that all dogs go to heaven. They're good people. They were out there representing with their amazing trucks. Congrats to Brooke for the continued success of the Ranger. But for right now, rest in peace to their pup, Mike. You saw that? Uh, yes, sir. And uh, like you said, uh, our, our little girl has moved on to college. So we have our little pup and, uh, that's, that's, she's my new little girl. And so I definitely, definitely feel, um, you know, for, uh, for Brooke and Lauren, uh, because, uh, I'd be lost without mine as well. So rest in peace to the pup. You guys keep your head up and remember all dogs go to heaven. Mike, the airhead nation updates brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. We tell you time and time again, if you're at one of these events, help Ron and Hank get back to Oregon by making a purchase. They need all of the pennies that they can get to get back. Just imagine if we don't buy enough gear, they may never make it home. So big ups to Ron, big ups to Hank. Thanks for everyone that continues to support. And I've been giving the homie um, a lot of feedback, and I think he's going to like keep getting sideways throughout this year. And next year, he might even switch it up with some new things. So I have a feeling the T-shirt subscription is going to continue to be on the rise. And 
next year you can get in on that yearly t-shirt subscription save yourself for money and get every single one it's basically i think it's uh 12 per year uh if i remember correctly so uh kick ass big ups to riggedy ron he'll be here in florida soon and then uh he's going to be making his way back to oregon the guy's driven i think more in one year mike than possibly my entire life that's the hdwwa hammered weekend wear Okay, Mike, the last thing I was going to mention is um, what's trending in social media. So just a couple things I've noticed, if there's anything you want to mention. But uh, rest in peace, Shock G. We caught news. Um, I was driving in my homie on Thursday night, my homie John, 3Js. He had texted me and said, rest in peace, Shock G. Shock G is also obviously known for the um, Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties. Um, he, of course, that verse from the famous Tupac, I Get Around, or the, those those lyrics, most famously known as Humpty Hump, a part of Digital Underground who found Tupac, so rest in peace to him. Uh, his mom lives right over near where we live, and my buddy Paul, Mike, had talked to Shock G about coming on OLP, and he said he would do it, and I, we just never had a chance to really link up, so... Uh, that's really the small connection I have there. Of course, I loved his music, loved Digital Underground, but uh, rest in peace. Uh, iOS 14.5 is out. I haven't really had a chance to play with it, but want to reinforce if you're on an iPhone, uh, there is a new podcast kind of experience. Apple has put a lot in. I think this is the first time they ever did a dot .5 update, and they have a lot of updates, including um, being able to unlock your phone if you have a mask on with your Apple Watch. That's pretty cool, but... I'm going to be most uh, excited about some of the podcast app changes, and that's the pre-installed podcast app that many of you are using on your iPhone. And then I would just tell you, Snoop did release a new album, From the Streets to the Sweets. I've been checking it out. I listened to it a ton going up to Mini Nats, and I had a blast listening to it. So I think the real old school Snoop is back. Mike, I think that's, um, that's all I can think of. Anything that you've seen recently that you wanted to mention? Well, we had talked about Daryl, the Pose, driving cross-country, and I just came across the post that Glenn Brown, Mr. Downtown Glenn Brown, is woo on his way to Vegas as well. So, brother, you drive safe and uh, enjoy uh, that show. Enjoy Vegas, and uh, we'll see you at the next one. Well, these What's Trending in Social Media is brought to you by our family at All Time Low Magazine. Visit ATL Magazine. Yes, ATLMagazine.com. Make a purchase, individual issues, or, of course, you can purchase the yearly subscription. It's six issues. That's bi-monthly, y'all. All Time Low, a.k.a. ATLMagazine.com. What else you got, Mike? Brother, man, with that being said, Airhead Nation... We are at you. Enjoy this audio from the homie Jeff Gaudet, Down to Earth. We at you. Hello? Hey, there. Hello? Dom, can you hear me? What's up? What's up, buddy? Yeah. What you doing, man? I wanted to call and check on you, bro. I didn't get a chance to talk to you the other day. I'm just chilling. Hey, dude. I'm just chilling. Tell me this, man. How much fun did you have at Southeast Mini Trucking Nationals? It was the best. Bananas, right? Now, listen, I was talking to Mike earlier yeah, this week, and he said he saw you smiling, riding in Bada Bing. What'd you think? That was honestly, I would never 
forget that. I never. Hey, man. Well, that's why we do this stuff, man, for the next gen. You know what I mean? And, um, man, it was just, it was yeah. an honor, man. You you saw me cruise out there. Josh was over there, and you said, yo, ODBZ, let me get a Reezy. Let me jump in the truck, man. You had a good time, though? Yeah. Hey, so what's up with your pops, man? He was out there DJing all weekend, DJ Mays. He had a good time, too, huh? Yep. So, dude, let me ask you this. Why do you like going to shows with your dad so much? It just, I just, done in this, it just looks awesome. It's awesome, ain't it, man? Now, yeah. what'd you think of Chuck Dog hooking you up with a cha-ching board, man? Rest in peace, Mitch Henderson. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Yeah, but it was cool, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, M Mike said you were super excited, dude. I was. I saw you smiling. You know, Chuck Dog's a good dude. Hey, I told Chuck, I said, I don't know if I'd be buying Dom any stuff, man. He's been ripping on you all weekend. <laughs> I was kidding. Well, I was having a little fun. Yeah, yeah, you were. So, what do you like? Um, what do you like going to shows the the, the most? You know what I mean? Yeah, I like the. So far, my favorite so far is Minas. Um, yeah, going to Minas and stuff and hanging out. Now you know what you know what's kind of cool, Dom. Is in a few weeks you guys got a show going on up there. I think you know about it. What do you know about Damien our show, Relaxing in the Park? Yeah. What do you know about Relaxing in the Park, man? That's the twenty first, the twenty second, the twenty third of uh, May up in St. Louis. Yeah, so after that show, and I'm off on May 28th for. Uh, oh, you cut out there. You said you're off what? You're you're off of school. Yeah, for a summer break on on the twenty on the twenty eighth. You excited about that? Yeah, I need a break from golf, wearing a mask, and just <laughs> be home. Yeah, for sure. Now, listen, what do you what do you like about your dad's truck, Teal Short, man? You know, it was Two Short's birthday this week, and your dad's a big Two Short fan, as you know. He's always mixing in some too short yeah. during the the Twitch sets for DJ Mays Radio. But what do you what do you like about Teal Short, your, your dad's S10? I mean, I love it, and since I said I saw him on him with it, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, man. So he's you know he told me not to tell anybody. You know he's gonna maybe do a motor swap, and he he's gonna he he said he was gonna like paint up you know uh, green or or red or something, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he says he's gonna paint on the same color as 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 as, as a truck. Ah, okay. Yeah, he told me he's gonna put graphics on it and he's gonna put like billet tires and stuff like that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, even I hope he does. If not, <laughs> if not, I'm gonna bat him in the head if I have to. Yeah, there you go, Dom. I like the way you roll, man. Well, Dom, listen, man. I wanted to check in with you real quick and make sure you're good, homie. And um, just I just want to let you know you're gonna be on the next episode of our lifestyle podcast. What do you say, Pete? Sounds good to me. I am down with a little Pete. You the man, dude. Have a good night, brother. All right, bye. Yo, yo, as I mentioned earlier, we got an awesome guest on, Jeff Gaudet. Jeff, my friend, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Everything is well. Man, certainly appreciate you know you coming on. What was so cool is uh, you had you had told me a little bit before we started how Tim Gilbert, one of our homies, uh, Negative Camper Florida, how uh, you guys had connected through social media, and he had mentioned that you had a cool story to tell. So I'm excited to talk about that a little bit f uh, further in the future on, on this episode. 
But uh, pretty cool stuff, man, how social media can easily connect people these days. Pretty amazing stuff, man, especially <laughs> how that all went down. For sure. We'll have to talk a little bit about it. Now, Jeff Gaudet, right? I'm, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Talk to us a little bit of, about like where do you live and, and you know, a little bit about the background of who you are for folks that may not know you, homie. Sure. Absolutely, man. I, so the funny thing is, I guess this is the part you get to make fun of me a little bit because I'm a diehard mini trucker from an area of the country where I should not be a diehard mini trucker. <laughs> we get to drive, we get to drive these things just a handful of months out of the year. And then if you drive them any longer than that, that means you're going to literally be plowing snow at the front end. So I grew up in, uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, which um, everybody who's listening may have seen uh, the Mickey Ward movie uh, where Mark Wahlberg played Mickey Ward. That's Lowell. I grew up literally right in that city, and my son actually trained with those guys to box. But um, you know, coming up, even from you know, 14, 15 years old, my only connection to the scene was Mini Trucking Magazine. Really? So Yeah, so I was that guy that had my bedroom wallpapered with Every truck I loved, I had up on the wall and I would take little pieces of everybody's truck and I would take out my colored pencils and make my own version. And it was kind of wild. But um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of when it all started. And I would take it out. And you remember all those different ads? I know you you talk about the different ads as you go through the episodes on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Those ads, man, like I used to sit with a calculator to figure out how many paychecks (laughs) from Popeye's chicken it was going to take to buy rims. (laughs) Oh, man, that was way before they had that new chicken sandwich everyone's been talking about. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I just, yeah, I was on the wrong side of the deal. Back then, I was making minimum wage. Today, I would want to own a franchise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dude, that's <laughs> cool. So, I mean, you're talking Northeast, talking Mass. Mm-hmm. You know, I know one of my old buddies I had met through IF Customs, which they'll obviously come up, you know, that name will come up later, too. But my buddy Chris mm-hmm. Carroll and his brother, they hailed from that area, and I met them through Kool-Aid and through really from them purchasing stuff from IF and some other guys out there. And, you know, we connected, they came down one year to blood drag. And like you said, there's not, you know, no disrespect to the, you know, to, or excuse me, to the Northeast. There's not a lot of guys up there, but I mean, you get to Connecticut and you got, you know, the little rollers and you got guys like that. But yeah, in Boston and stuff, it just seems like with the roads and, and there's just, there wasn't maybe a lot of bag stuff and, and, and shows of course to go around up that way. Uh, we we actually had a couple pockets though where um, for probably about ten years we had a, a lot of minis up here, and we got a guy. I've got a guy that lives within a half a mile of my house that I just met through Instagram, which is funny. And this guy builds the craziest, most radical lowriders I've ever seen ever. Interesting. He's an unbelievable metal worker. Yeah, he's literally like he's like a Bob Grant hiding in his garage. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. And he, mostly on the lowrider side. Very much lower. Yeah, he, he he's building a uh, a Challenger uh, station wagon. Interesting. You know, they, they cut the rear. They cut the rear roof and the the whole rear window out. Yep. And they build it out like a wagon. And cool. he made a uh, he made a convertible Cadillac himself. Every piece of it. Wow. So he's like cut high end with fabrication and stuff. You think he does a lot of stuff yeah. with? You know, a lot of guys have these tools now where they can machine parts and stuff like that. Kind of machinist stuff too. Yeah, he's definitely a machinist, but he's very old school, uh, like lathe, and uh, he's not like punching stuff out with a computer and a CNC. Ten four that that kind of reinforces, yeah. you know, old school. So, but very cool. Yeah. So we're t- talking to Jeff Godet from the Northeast, and we connected with Jeff through, as we mentioned, Tim Gilbert, uh, Negative Camber, Florida, always looking out for us. One of the original Negative Camber homies, and. It's amazing, as we mentioned, that with social media, a lot of us connect, 
and you know you've got this cool story to tell now I have only bought a few things from the Rider Depot but interesting enough I remember when they started kind of uh, they were on the rise they came to slam fest back in I want to say like oh nine I had my chassis there and they had a little booth set up but those guys huh. are up in Foxborough Massachusetts if I remember correctly and I always thought that was ironic because although Maybe there wasn't the biggest uh, culmination of mini truckers and you know guys up there that were you know bagged. That was always interesting to me, their location and whatnot. But uh, they've they've really grown into it looks like a powerhouse. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I, I I think we actually went out there to buy some hydraulics for some trucks we had back in the day. Yeah, it was interesting, and you know for them to have ads and magazines and stuff, I always thought that was cool. So when you said mass, yeah, that was one of the first things I thought about. Now, yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, talk to us a little bit. You know, a lot of times when we had the West Coast guys on, of course, I want to reminisce about the old days of surfing and street skating and, you know, surfboards uh-huh. in the cars and, you know, the old – I always talk about ESPN the um, in the 80s that had that hot summer nights on, right? I used to love watching that with uh-huh. the BMX stuff. But what was it like growing up for you? Like, what were you into? Um, you know, did you have family members that were into cars that kind of, you know, you know, caused that bug – uh, for you to be kind of bitten in terms of getting into the automotive stuff? Sure. Um, well, actually, it started similar to the things you just said, right? I, I, If you gave me a skateboard, I was a maniac, and I would line up all the neighborhood kids head to toe and see how many of them I could jump. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously, always the kid at the very end was always the one at highest highest risk. Yes. So that would always be one of my siblings. <laughs> Smart man. Right, that was well. But I was willing to take that risk. So that and BMX, I was a crazy lunatic. Um, you couldn't find a hill. I wouldn't go down. I'm, you know, standing on my handlebars in the seat of the bike. But oh, yeah. um, my father was very into cars when, um, you know, apparently when he was um, younger, he had a 55 Chevy and he had a GTX that he was working on. And, you know, his stories were kind of very crash and burn because his father made him. Uh, he was living with his parents because um, he, he was young and his father made him sell his cars so his sister could park her car in the garage. So I. I swore at some point I was going to build something to keep and be proud of. And, you know, he actually passed away at, uh, at 50 years old from lung cancer. So, um, you know, hope, hopefully at some point, man, I, I can make him grub. Nice. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty cool, man. And it's, it, it's great when you have maybe a, a father figure to look up to that, you know, he was into cars and trucks and things like that. My dad had a truck. And he wasn't like the do-it-yourselfer guy, although they did um, – I got to dig up some photos one day. The Apache that he had, they did pull the engine from like this makeshift kind of like little old come-along deal that they had uh, built off the shed. But, you know, he wasn't really a do-it-yourselfer guy, but he did, He was into the vans and then into the truck and things like that. But uh, it's cool when you can reminisce back to an older vehicle or something that kind of got you connected. And, that, and I appreciate you sharing that, Jeff. Yeah, most most definitely, man. That's that's what it's all about. I sometimes wonder where would we be in the world if someone had not coined the phrase "old school." Like that term is like <laughs> the term, man. Like when you're talking about, like you mentioned the machinist yeah. guy, that you know, or you know, you're talking about your pops or something. When you say someone's mm-hmm. old school, that usually is like, all right, that's a line in the sand. You know, they're they're legit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you and I can say old school to each other, and we know what that means. The problem is, and you had shared with me before we hopped on that you have a 15 year old. Yes. Yeah. So I have a, I have a 14 year old who's a, uh, a total nut, car nut, car enthusiast. Oh, cool. And uh, when he's, when he calls things old school, 
Uh, he's, he's not talking about what we call old school. Like, it's funny to hear him say old school. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean old school? Like old school music. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, 2000, circa 2005. I'm like, dude, you don't understand what old school is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, you know? man. It, it, it's cool. It is interesting, though. Someone could write a book eventually to talk about how each generation refers to old school because, you know, in the future, we always joke about it. It's like a lot of us want mini trucks. I talked to Jimmy uh, Graham, my buddy, years ago about this at Jimmy's Running Customs, and we talked about how he had this this customer that was like, you know, or, or this local hot rod guy in Daytona that, that – was curious why we, you know, why would you want like a 94 S10 or a, you know, an 89 Mitsubishi or whatever. So uh-huh. these guys before us, the generation before us, they went to school. Like if you think about, you know, depending on their age, but you think about the American graffiti days, maybe that was a little bit before them, but they were going to school when there were muscle cars and maybe they wanted to fit these seven Chevy. So as, as they got older, yeah. they, they acquired what they wanted in high school. So, Jimmy, you know, tells the guy, he goes, well, dude, when we were going to high school, like I wanted an 89 hard body. That's just the way it was. So, so I always joke and say, well, are the kids like your son and my son in the future, are they going to like want like a, a Tesla? You know, I want a, I want a vintage 2017 Tesla with the original batteries, never replaced. That's right. (laughs) Never, yeah, never replaced. There's a, there's a guy, I don't know if you know, there's a guy out here in uh, the Boston area who's famous now for being the guy that sort of cracked the code on, um, being uh, a non-Tesla like mechanic. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've yeah. heard I've read and I have heard, but I, I I should do some more research on it. But my understanding was like when you bought a Tesla, it was something to do with like the service agreement of like you're not really supposed to, or I mean you right. really can't do much to them apparently, right? But. Well, I, I so, was they, kind of, so they say. Yeah, so they say. So you know, with 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 that, I mean, it's it's kind of that weird thing because it's kind of like an iPhone, you know, they make them so difficult. I mean, there are the mom and pop shots that can shops that could take them apart, but you know, Apple has made them more difficult and you know, you could look at it both ways. You can make it, you know, well, I ain't going to open my iPhone anyways, but it makes sure. you kind of go back to the quote dealership. Right. So I always wonder, I mean, we all probably know like with Tesla, it's like you could get a good deal on one maybe and it saves you money over time. But man, I could only imagine the maintenance on that mofo. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so so the coolest part about this guy, the only reason I brought him up is because he made a truck out of the Tesla. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty so cool. That, I figured, I figured it, it, it fit our conversation. Yeah, and I always tell Mike, you know, we always joke with Mike about his Mazda, man. He really needs to like do something big, maybe convert it to electric. There's a guy that I watch on YouTube. I don't watch his videos religiously. I, like I actually or say that because I haven't watched it in a minute, but. He converts VWs, like the old buses and stuff. He converts them. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't think it's just the buses. He also does the one that has like the flat bed on it. And um, he converts those into electric. And, and watching what this guy does, I mean, there's a lot of technology that goes into it. And I know a lot of us oh, are kind wild. of freaked out because, you know, Chevy already has their plans by like 2035, all new vehicles. They want to have it electric. And, you know, some of us, quote, old school guys are kind of like, huh? But, I mean, there's no denying that's going to be the future. I mean, it, it blows my mind when you think about how many barrels of oil and petroleum are used just every day, just in America, Yeah. let alone, yeah. Let alone around the world. Now, granted, you know, there's some people that say, hey, we've got a you know, couple hundred more years of enough, you know, petroleum. But who knows, man? All I know is my Lincoln, I'm, I'm not going to convert it to Lincoln <laughs> or to, to electric, excuse me. 
No, this, this is gonna. This could quickly become a, a political podcast. <laughs> I know, right, right. It could. Well, yeah, we, it's a scary thing. We get we get into the uh, politics when you start talking about oil these days. I guess. Yeah. Well, once we um before we ever do that, I was told Mike we'll either go to po- we'll we'll go to uh, fishing or wrestling first. You know what I mean? And then when we have For zero sure. listeners, then we'll go over to politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's one for, for sure thing. Way that's one way to kill a to kill a podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, what I'm curious about is you know talk to us a little about. So you kind of mentioned how you got involved with cars and trucks, Jeff. But talk to us about maybe some of your early days. Uh, from my understanding, you did have a mini truck dating back even before I was in the scene. Yeah, we. Um, well, the the funny story with that is um, you know of course again back when you're 17 years old, you're working a minimum wage job, you have big dreams. And I actually was trying to buy a truck that was somewhat, that was already, um, it had a static drop, but really not a whole lot of work done to it. Um, and I really wanted it badly because it was like the one that was around here. So I mm-hmm. ended up going to the bank with my grandmother and she, she took out a loan for me for like, I think it was like $3,700 or something. Mm-hmm. And to buy this truck, I bought the truck and literally within days, it was in my friend's garage. We had a die cut grinder and a sawzall and we were doing a <laughs> radical top conversion on this truck and i'm thinking well we're gonna go for it and at the end of the day if this doesn't work out this thing's off to the scrap heap and i still owe thirty seven hundred dollars on this truck right yep so you know i had i I was just in you know i was always 100 percent all in but the funny thing is the horror stories you hear about those radical top kits Mm -hmm. mine didn't leak wow and it was miraculous miraculous yeah and it wasn't like you were in the dry climate either right i mean you know the northeast And uh, right. now talk to us a little bit about the colors and stuff on it. Cause I think I saw, was sure. that the video that you had posted on your Instagram of some of the photos? Yeah. Yeah. So I had actually, um, when I bought it, it was maroon and I wanted to have more of a radical paint job cause I didn't want anybody to miss it when it was driving by. So we put it in the shop and um, you know, busted out the fine line tape and we ended up going with a scheme that was a uh, very Steve Millen racing. Cause I had a, a Steve uh, still in body, uh, body kit on it on the bottom. Mm-hmm. ground effects kit and um it had uh you know we put that on so i figured if we went with a still in sort of paint scheme so we did a checkered flag around the rear end of it with a porsche yellow stripe and the uh and a candy apple red paint so man I, you could see this thing for like miles away and in my neighborhood growing up of course this was not the thing so because it had red and yellow everybody would say it was the mcdonald's truck <laughs> Which it, I didn't share their sense of humor on that, but I, yeah, I get it. Right, right, yeah, because I'm sure, like where I grew up in Lando Lakes, Florida, right, like the butter, there were a lot of lifted guys. I mean, you know, lifted trucks. I mean, even high school guys or you know their brothers and stuff. I mean, that was the big thing. Mini trucks, of course, were popular throughout the country in different you know regions. You know, more popularity, but you probably felt like the outcast driving that thing around up there. Oh, 100%. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah. you, you had wheels on it. It's a Mazda. Mm-hmm. I think you said it's a 20. It was a 2200, right? It was a uh, it was an 86 B2000. 2000. Okay. So you had the topper on it. Did you, like, what, like, after the paint job, did you ever, uh, did you end up doing anything else to it over the course of time? And how long did you have it? Yeah. Yeah. So I had it for a few years and, uh, we did the, um, do you remember when like, um, the putting the exhaust coming out in front of, on the side, right out in front of the rear tire was like yes. the thing yes. as Euro started to become big. So that there was an issue of mini truck and came out and I, I think it was last look. 
nice. uh, that had that. And I literally had my truck in the shop with fine line tape with the flag going on it. And I literally went over there and we cut an oval in the ground effects. And I'm like, I want my exhaust to come out right here, just like this truck. And we did it. So we did that. <laughs> And it was like, it was the Mama Jamma edition of the uh, B2000. So it had like power windows, power steering. It had like the high end. Uh, it had the high end inner. Um, the stereo system? Yeah, no, no. The Literally the, the interior door, um, the door panels. Yes. It, it had the ones that went up over the edge of the door, whereas the average ones actually showed the metal at the top edge of the door. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so this one had like all the tweed on it. It was all, but it was factory. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. Mazda-like connoisseur, but I do know there were some okay. different area, interior options to your point, so that's pretty cool you pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was uh, that was kind of a cool thing. So my friends that had minis as well had manual steering, so they'd be suffering, and I was just spinning my little GT Grant steering wheel nice and easy. <laughs> I know, right? So, and what what's yeah. cool was, so like December 96, when the last look, issue came out you, you know you're right it had the exhaust and it came out right in the bed so i i understand what you're saying like it kind of gave you the yeah. idea to go you know what i'm going to switch it up and do that kind of mod for sure and i remember uh i remember that being like the thing and everybody thought that, that was so cool because they also saw it in mini trucking yeah it's it's ironic how trends can start or you know manifest from seeing something that someone else did so yeah. What was the kind of the fate of the truck? Did you kind of get through your teens and you wanted to switch stuff up? You know, you get out of high school. Like, what was the deal on in terms of it getting uh, moved on to another owner? Sure. So I had that truck. Um, I I turned 20 years old. And I actually, uh, so where that story, I, I had my, um, my oldest son was born when I was 20. Okay. So I said, well, it's time for me to grow up and get a big boy car. So yep. <laughs> I sold that truck for $4,500. Nice. And I bought it. And I bought an extended cab Mazda <laughs> because I needed a big boy car. So True was, mini truck. You know, everybody assumed for sure. Everybody thought I was going to go out and get like a, a minivan or something. I bought an extended cab and put hydraulics in it. Oh, dude, you're the man. Well, thanks for not buying like a Ford Aerostar van. You know, no no disrespect to anybody that's got yeah. an Aerostar. Those were kind of my my least favorites. Now, there was the one pink one that was cool, but, you know, that's the extent of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah it just wasn't going to happen. So I when I sold that, I was able to... Uh, to get the extended cab, we put a nice, you know, it had a nice, uh, it was the Mitsubishi. Remember when Mitsubishi came out with that really cool Eclipse? Uh, it was like a burnt orange, like a copper color. Yes. Yeah. So it was uh, painted that color. We did the, uh, from FBI Customs, we got the Phantom Grill and the Toyota front valence bumper conversion and uh, some real big 17-inch billet specialties, which nice. today would be considered wagon wheels. Yeah, around that, you know, you could almost like put a, a a year or two at 117s were really, you know, the stuff. I remember the first set of wheels that I bought, I was fortunate enough to be able to buy a set of center lines. And you can almost, you can even go back to rap songs. I remember, I've said this before, when Debrat, oh, yeah. when she's talking about rolling on 17s, you know, and then it got to 20s and 23s yeah. and, you know, it never got to yeah. 25s, but it quickly escalated from there. <laughs> It certainly did. Well, that, that's the thing is you 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 kind of know exactly like what you said. Like lowriders, thirteen inch spokes is the way you go. Yes, right. Thirteens, fifteens were like big, and then I remember putting seventeens on that thing, and everybody being like, "Wow, those are so big." And now I look at pictures, and I'm like, "Were those the wheels? Were those the ones that I thought were big wheels?" Yeah, trucks are body dropped on thirties, and you know, it, like Fat Fabs right. has done a couple. I think it is, and it's just like, wow. I mean, who would have ever thought yeah, that amazing. they would even make tires? 
that would um, right. you know that that would work. But so you had three wins, right? So the first one, you know, obviously you put a little bit of money into the truck, but you kind of turned a profit, at least from your original uh, purchase price, which you know isn't always the case with mini trucking. Uh, number two, you ended up buying another mini truck, so it was like, all right, win-win. <laughs> and then number three, you ended up putting juice on it, so that's pretty cool, man. You had the trifecta there from number one truck to number two. Right. Well, my, my first truck, by the way, was actually an 88 Mazda with a walk-through conversion, a camper shell, and a, um, a wing on the back. It looked a lot like uh, the kid and play truck from uh, from that movie, yes. uh, Lucille. Yes, class act. But it was all yeah, yeah, but it was all yellow and had Kreger it had Kreger wheels on it. Gotcha. But uh, I did not build that truck. That was uh, I bought that as as is. But man, I thought that was the coolest stuff. Yeah, pretty cool. So you've had a few trucks under your belt now. Around that time, what, you know. So what was the fate of the hydraulic Mazda that you ended up with the extra cab? I sold that truck, um, and that was actually the. My mini trucking career went on hiatus. I sold that truck and I got a, uh, I got an SUV and I got into very much into my businesses. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. So I, I opened a mortgage company and I, I went into a cave for about 12 years. And then mm-hmm. I came out the other end of it and became, you know, more of a financial advisor in the life insurance business and so forth. And uh, my, my older son, who now is, um, again, he was born when I was 20. So I'll, I'll be 44 in two weeks. So he's 24. When he was 16, I tried my hardest to get him to have his first car was as a mini truck. So we went to look at some that I was like, you know, we can do this. And he's like, yeah, that's really cool. But I would never drive that to school. <laughs> so I knew it wasn't in his blood to, to have a mini truck. But my 14 year old started flipping through my old photo albums. Some of the ones I was sharing on uh, Instagram. And uh, he's like, these are, these are awesome. And that's all I needed within a week. I had that, uh, I had that green Mazda in my driveway. Excellent. So talk to us about that Mazda because the, the photo on your Instagram, which by the way, we're talking with Jeff Gaudet. You can follow him on Instagram. It's J and then his last name, G-A-U-D-E-T-T-E-7-7 if you want to go out there and check out some of the photos. So like kind of circle what year did you acquire the green truck? So the green truck um, was actually built by a group of guys out here that if there's very legit builders out here, it's these guys. Um, so it was built by a gentleman that I actually didn't even know at the time, but some of the guys that built the truck, I did know. And it, it was like a 10 year project. This guy went into the military um, and had a whole career in the military and came out. And, and meanwhile, these guys had body dropped it um, and done a really clean. I mean, for out here, it's, it's, it's an amazing build. The, the bed was really tight. Um, you know, they had done um, some different work in the front end to change. They did a, um, an edge hood, uh, changed the front bumper, you know, shaved that thing down. It just, a, just a tremendous amount of work and the paint was really solid. So when I got it, of course, was immediately after my son said, these are really cool. I called up and I found the truck and I said, well, clearly I'm not going to keep it like this. So I had it in the shop within weeks and we had, uh, you know, did a, we did a, um, a body line up, um, paint color change. So two toned it, we put a graphic on it. Um, just to kind of give it, you know, give it a little bit of, uh, Jeff Godet flair and, um, you know, literally all of a sudden, um, I put it up on Instagram, you know, got a lot of, got attraction. I had, it was just kind of another dip into the waters of mini trucking for me and having my son be a part of it was a, just a blast. 
That's and killer, I, man. I've never, and you're a mini trucker, man. So I, I'm going to say this to you because nostalgia is a strong thing. When I parked that truck at the, I, I parked it at a local mall and I planted the frame on the ground. I planted the body on the ground. We got out of that truck. I shut the door and I walked away from that thing. Mind you, I'm 40 something years old. I felt like a 17 year old again. And I just looked around to see who was looking. <laughs> it was the greatest, it was the greatest feeling ever. Yeah, isn't it an so awesome really feeling? Cool. And and the cool thing yeah. is, you know that you got something cool, or I mean, at least a yeah. good feeling when you when you turn around, and you look at your ride, and you're just like, yeah. you just you you go, hey man, I'm proud of it. it. Brings a smile to your face, and if your son's rolling with you, man, I mean, what else can you ask for? There's literally nothing cooler than looking across uh, to the passenger seat and watching through his eyes the things you experienced when you were young. That that for me is everything. I mean, I you know I daily I daily a much nicer car, but getting in these trucks and driving them brings you back to being a kid. It's really wild. Yeah, that that's the feeling that you get. Like I said, I mean, it really brings back the nostalgia. And um, I'm curious to kind of know. You know, I've seen some of the photos. I loved when it was green. I think you also shared uh-huh. one where, like you mentioned, some of the paintwork that was done. I mean, you don't see a lot of yeah. those trucks, especially with that front end. So to me, yeah. it, it was unique in that way that you know it, there's not a lot of them, and plus where you're living up there, there wasn't a lot of mini trucks as you've kind of established. What was the fate of that truck, Jeff? So this is actually kind of this is my favorite part of the story. Um, I found my next truck, which we're going to talk about um, yes. hopefully in a second. Oh yeah, um, which is really exciting. But I found that. And I had connected with a guy on Instagram who had told me a very sad story about his situation and how he's a like lifelong mini trucker and oh my God, your truck's great. And I had this and I had that and I had to do these things because of health reasons and my wife passed away and all this stuff. Wow. So I had reconnected with this guy and he had a very we had we had sort of agreed. I said, Hey, look, if you can come up with this much money, I'm gonna sell you this truck. I bought the next truck. And it was on its way here. We'll talk about that in a second. And I got in touch with this guy. I said, hey, man, I'm going to, why don't you go ahead and just wire the funds. I'll ship this truck out to you on me. And he lives, by the way, he lives in Florida. And uh, he said, listen, I, I had to spend a couple thousand of that uh, of that money that I told you I'd set aside for this for this truck. And I'm heartbroken. But, man, I, you're going to have to sell it to somebody else. And they're going to love it and all this stuff. And I sold it to him anyways. And wow. uh, he has it now, and he's bringing it out to local shows out there, bro. And every time he goes to a show and gets, like, a trophy or something for it, he literally sends me a picture, and there's, like, a paragraph. And literally, like, you, you want to cry when you, when awesome. you read this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that, that, that was the fate of that, man. I, that was a pay-it-forward um, truck, and I'm very, very happy that that's the way that went down. Dude, I mean, it's moving. You – um. You know, we'll talk about the truck, the next truck. But so you you basically kind of got motivated because you're like, well, look, I don't want to be a hoarder, and you're gonna like let the one go. And you had this good news story where this guy really wanted it, right? You just established yeah. that. But then you felt like you were gonna be getting something that you really wanted, right? And it was a West Coast truck. This, yeah, th- this truck, man. This this is some. This literally ties together all that that the, the word nostalgia you, we keep throwing around. Yeah. This truck between the nostalgia of what it is, being able to have 
something that ties into my youth and in ways we'll talk about in a second. Um, the people who had who had their hands on this thing. For me, this is like you know, for for baseball fans and people who own like cards, this is like having like a Michael Jordan rookie card. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Now we'll talk about some of the exposure that the truck got, but why don't you let everyone know the truck that you own now? Some know, but maybe not the sure. masses. So, what truck did you end up acquiring? I well, I literally was on Instagram, and the amazing part of social media, because there's a lot of negatives in my opinion, but the mm-hmm. amazing part is to connect with people who think the way you do. Yes. Right. So it is an echo chamber, but in in the capacity <laughs> that I use Instagram, it's a good echo chamber because it's all minis all day long. I don't connect with anybody but mini truckers on there, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, I saw this thing go up, and and I saw the picture of it, and it said. It had a picture um, of the truck and had a little bit of a, a write-up. And I said, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I recognized that from uh, from Mini Truck. And it was, a, it was a 2009 July issue of Mini Truck and Cover Truck. And this kid had it you know, laid out in his driveway and he's walking around it. And I can see it, need, it needed a little bit of love, but the paint was still really good. Um, you know, it was all there. The metal was solid, no dents, no, no major damage. And this, this guy didn't really know what he had. I literally got in touch with this guy that day. And I said, I don't stop talking to anybody. I, I got to have that truck. I was dealing with, you know, I'm, I was putting the deal together, you know, so, so that was really exciting, but how it all went down, man, um, is a testament to, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a very religious person. I say I'm fairly spiritual. It's a very, uh, interesting way that the universe comes together when you want something. Yeah. So the down to earth truck, as we know it, mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about down to earth, but sure. they basically had two cover trucks. Like in, so you had duck, which was January 99. They had this, mm-hmm. this cover that they shot from, I think it was Texas heat wave. And then they, 20 years later, about 20 and a half years later in June of 2009, as you've established, you have down to earth is on the cover, mm-hmm. right now, this amazing Toyota, Talk to us a little bit about. I know you want to give a shout out to the original homie that that owned and you know oversaw the build and built the truck. Talk to us about sure. him a little bit from what you know, and then how you ended up getting it because I think it changed hands a couple times. Yeah, so it was initially owned um, by IF Customs. I think um, Carrie and I guess there was a guy that worked there by the name of Ray, if I'm not mistaken. If I screw any of this up, guys, I apologize. Yep. yep. Um, but there was a, it was sort of a, sh- a truck that just sort of hung out there and Carrie, um, doored the truck and did the roof, the initial roof chop to the truck. Um, and it just sort of sat and they sort of picked away at it and they had a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of hours into it. And then along came Josh Russo, who was a DTE guy. Uh, he came along and was able to, uh, he told me today, by the way, I got, I got this, I straightened out the story. He traded an S10 for it. Really? With, with Carrie, he traded him with an S10 and, and some parts and probably a lot of, uh, uh, Josh smooth talking to get this <laughs> truck away from him. And, uh, he spent some time, a couple of years. I mean, he, he built this uh, thing up with the help, I think of Bob Grant. He got, Bob did some metal work for him and, uh, it was initially a unibody which is pretty wild because that was always a dream of mine to own one of those. But I guess he drove it so much as a unibody, the body work started to crack on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they separated it, put a bed on it, and they did the initial paint job, which was two-tone. So when you see it on the cover of mini truck, and it was a two-tone, um, like a cream color with a, with a burgundy top, 
Got it. Right before it went to get shot for mini truck, and he got rear-ended. Wow. Part of that whole, uh, they, so. they kind of, sometimes kind of say the mini truck and curse, the cover curse, but that was before uh-huh. it got shot. Before it got shot, yeah. So he had to actually have a new bed put on, painted, and all the metal work redone on the bed, and uh, had to have the whole thing resprayed to be on the cover. And then he got contacted by um, by street trucks uh, to be a feature, not a not a cover, a feature. And uh, <laughs> he, I think he got hit again. No way. So he actually, yeah. So he completely re. He had the same guy um, repaint. It was fixing fixing paint out there in SoCal. Okay. Re- repainted the entire truck one solid uh, burgundy candy color, which is still on the truck right now. Some amazing, uh, you know, striping with uh, some, you know, some foiling and just really, uh, really nice work. I mean, the, there's so many coats of paint on this truck and clear coat that the paint on the front fender ended up cracking because of the that wonderful heat out there. That's that California sun. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And like you said, when you look at the cover itself, you know, the truck looked different mm-hmm. than what it, what it does today. And mm-hmm. I know you want to give a lot of love to the down-to-earth guys. I mean, they're they're a great bunch of people. And I know you know this. I want to just throw it out to everyone. If you ever type in the hashtag on Instagram, DTE number four, L-I-F-E. Now, I've sometimes done it L-Y-F-E, but it's DTE number four, L-I-F-E. Fe, you'll see um, all of the curated posts uh, from uh, Down to Earth, and that's the one they they typically uh, use. I know uh, Ricky Bobby Boucher; he uh-huh. always you know chimes in, and, and, and if you know if I ever forgot to use DTE, boom, he's right there with the win. Oh, but yeah. those, I know you want to give a huge shout out to those guys, man. Really good kinfolk. Yeah, for sure. He, he's as a matter of fact, it's funny you bring him up. I made a decision; I was going to find out the lineage of the truck and connect with everybody and. I actually connected with Carrie because of your show, uh, Ianucci from from IF Customs. Um, we're actually in the same industry, so I connected with him. We had a four-hour conversation. He actually sent me like 200 of the original build photos for this truck. <laughs> yeah, he's a fiend. I love is, it. Which is awesome, which is awesome. But then I got in touch with Josh Russo, who had it on the cover, but I had to hunt him down through Instagram, and it was Ricky Bobby that connected me with him. Oh, and yeah. uh, everybody initially was like, man, what do you what do you want with Josh? I'm like, no, dude, I, I bought his truck. And they're like, cool. And they put me with him. And then Josh and I became sort of fast friends. And he's like, I want you to I want you to connect with uh, with Chris Cotto, who is the, the president of the club. And Chris and I got on the phone and he's like, man, I'm I'm looking at a guy who built these trucks and you live in Boston. But it looks like you've been doing this stuff for a long time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> man, it, it, it runs deep. He goes, I would love for you to have a logo on that truck. And I literally, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this. Like, I know this sounds really cheesy. I like, I got a little teary eyed and then I got, they sent out to me the, the, the rear window sticker, the yes. rear window logo. Yep. And I put it on with my son like two weeks ago. I stood back away from this truck. You have to understand like down to earth. SoCal's lowest to me when I saw that in magazines was like, that was like the status. Boom. So when I put it on the truck and me and my son stood back, man, it was a moment. It was a moment. I wish you could see the smile on my face, dude, because, I mean, I know the passion that you have just, you know, having talked with you a little bit and, um, you know, the story that you're sharing with us, how you, you, you go from the late 80s, early 90s, and, and you, you have several trucks and, you know, we all want to have something nice and, you know, you, you kind of plug away and you, you put effort into these different trucks and then you end up 
with this awesome, unique opportunity to own like kind of a piece of mini truck in history. Let's be honest, a cover truck that has been through some different things. You've had, you know, I have customs, Bob Grant, you know, arguably some of the biggest names out there in the West at that time. And, and still Bob doing his thing, Carrie, uh, Chris Kudo, a lot of these good guys that are, uh, you know, truly truck enthusiasts. And for you to be able to, 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 to rep, you know, traditionally a SoCal, if you will, you know, Vegas area uh, club, man, you got to just be in cloud nine, brother. I, yeah, I, I as lame as this sounds, I feel like I feel like I'm finally literally at 44 years old, 44 in a few weeks. I'm 43 right now, guys, 44 in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like I'm finally plugged into a scene that I've literally been like a spectator in for like my whole life, which is really kind of a cool thing. Yeah, well, you know, I want to I know you mentioned it earlier. I didn't get a chance to say happy born day in advance mm-hmm. uh, when this airs. You, yeah, you're welcome. It's going to be towards the end of April. But here's something kind of cool. The down-to-earth guys will appreciate my uh, OCD-ness. On May 21st, <laughs> we need to see some good photos of it because May 21st, 2011, was the uh, f- was uh, the first – I don't know if it was the first one, but I know – I think that was the down-to-earth day. I think that was the first one. They called it down-to-earth day, and they had the cool banners. And uh, I'll have to get me one of those banners one day, but I know AVS was involved in that. But that was 10 years ago. And uh, to me, to see that, you know, it seems like it's a smaller bunch of kinfolk. When we had Chris on, you know, he said, come on out, man. You know, we'll party down out here. We'll work on some trucks. But so yeah. much history in that club with some of, the, like, the craziest builds. I mean, even the full-size Chevy that um, – you know, that was for the longest time, it w- you know, basically is, you know, they say is the lowest truck built. Uh, that thing is amazing. And it's been, it's been cool to see that club continue to do cool stuff over all these years, man, down to earth. For sure. I, uh, before we had this uh, opportunity to hop on the call tonight, I actually uh, had left Josh a message and uh, Josh Russo, who had it on the cover. And if you ever see that, um, that picture of Josh with those two beautiful blonde women, He's got his fingers pointed out. He was he was doing his thing. It was pretty cool. Um, nicest guy, man. And uh, he actually called me right before we hopped on this call. So when I say the universe works in, in magical ways, man, it was amazing to just hop on that call with him. I talked to him here and there, but for him to kind of relay it down for me, and I kind of brought that energy with me right into this call. So it's been it's been really cool. Man, that that's so awesome. Like I said, salute to the down to earth kin folk. You know, if yeah. you if you check out that hashtag, uh, you'll see that they have a, di- a couple of different accounts, which I appreciate. That you know they you know we're all busy and you know everybody's got careers and shops and th- th- that kind of stuff. But I always thought it was cool that even over the years they've got different chapter Instagram profiles now, and uh, that's pretty cool because you can kind of go out there and follow and and see some of the history and, and you know even me going back to Chris Kudos uh, C10 like when we had him on I think episode one seventy nine. It was cool to even dig up the old street trucks and and look at some of the renderings and stuff and be able to share that because a lot of folks, you know, they kind of casually read the magazines, but being able to reshare that history and that's kind of what we're doing now. So, the yeah. in two thousand nine when it was on the cover, I mean, would you have ever imagined that you would own a cover truck, especially being out in Massachusetts? That was a California truck. Never in a million years, man. And um, when I was ta- when I was talking to Josh on the phone the first time he called me, I literally, I think I kept him on the phone for like two days. And I said, you know, I'm really, this is amazing. And I talked about how my son's really getting involved. 
He said, uh, give me your address. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, give me your address. He, sh- I kid you not. This is, this is like, again, one of those like puts, I, I get goosebumps still talking about this. He sent me a box, like gigantic box. And inside of that box was the original plaques from mini trucking. Really? He sent me, he, yeah, he sent me a custom hood prop he had made for the truck that he held onto. He sent me f- like 40 issues of the mini trucking cover, all this, all the spots it got in street truck and any other things that he had, he put it in a box, bubble wrapped everything separately and he shipped it to me. Wow. And That's like, pretty I just freaking want you to awesome. Know, like, legacy for sure. And because he understood to me, legacy is everything. And, and, you know, for me, this truck, I wanted to have this legacy with it. I want the history behind it, but I also want, you know, whatever touches I put on it and stuff going forward. To me, that lineage is the value in these types of things. So it's the story that goes along with it, man, that, that really, that holds value for me and, and for the people that I surround myself with. Dude, that's uh, like a mic drop, man. I mean, it's truly inspiration. And that's one thing I think people hear the, the passion that I have for the scene, but you'll have to send us some photos of the plaque sometime. But that's one thing that we'd love to do because when we get the chance, the opportunity to share, you know, a story like yours, you know, you're sharing it, you know, you met Tim through Instagram, Tim linked us up with you and you have this awesome story. It's, it's kind of what hopefully helps motivate other people, man. Cause there's a lot of cool trucks out there. And you know, years ago, I think it was, it was squash. You know, there's all this whole like built versus bought thing, but you can have sure. just as much passion and in, inquiring in, in as something and just as much like we've seen it with Josh Ellis with the look that kills all the time and effort that he put into, he had amazing foundation, but wanted to kind of refresh it and do some things and, and bring it up and it bring it to shows. It's not cheap. So you can have someone like yourself that acquires this badass truck. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm leading into like, what plans do you have for it? I mean, are there things you feel like you got to refresh or like what's, what's your next few steps you got, homie? Sure. Sure. So, you know, obviously when I got it, I had big, big aspirations. I, I started calling in the big guns and I'm like, I'm going to take this thing down to the bare metal and <laughs> we're going to rebody work the entire thing. And, and then all of a sudden I saw a $50,000 price tag and I said, well, but maybe we'll scale it back a little bit. Um, but here's, what's been amazing. And this is a testament to many truckers and to builders as well. The people out here have so much respect for the people who built this truck initially, and they're so aware of them and they, they really look up to them, that the guys out here who I look up to who are amazing just want to have their name attached to this truck. So like I had a company send me um, out of Brazil, like contacts I have, whole new air ride system with E-level and management. I have it all sitting in my house. They bent, um, you know, all nice hard lines. Everything's powder coated, ready to go. But what I don't want to do is this truck was built to be a driver and true to, you know, to down to earth uh, fame, they build drivers. So I'm not going to change any of the original like framework and, and, you know, make that look more, more modern. I like the way it is. I'm going to keep it like that. So that's a testament to their work. But we're going to add some stuff, you know, a little bit of flavor in there, it's a little bit more metal work underneath the bed, clean that up a little bit, but keep that original flavor. Cause the guys that looked at it, they're like, you have to understand the guys who built this, this is like prototype for how to do this. 
<laughs> so if you change it, you lose all that. I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to do any of that. Um, but we're going to tighten the interior back up, you know, upgrade, do a little bit of uh, audio upgrading, um, just kind of go through it and, and, and bring her back to, uh, you know, where she, where she deserves to be back at the, uh, back at the ball. Yeah. And that's important because I talked to Josh about it and others quite often that no matter what you acquire, you could have the perfect, baddest, craziest show truck. And, and there's always going to be things that you maybe want to change or you might go, ah, the way they mounted this, I just want to change this a little bit or, you know, maybe they sure. drove it a lot. So it's like, ah, the seat's a little worn. So the cool thing is now that you have such an awesome canvas to start with, it you don't have a lot of that crazy fab work to start with, right? And a lot of that was done years ago and it's held up because you had some of the best names in the industry, West Coast, however you slice and dice it, the best of the best. So for sure, you you really have this opportunity. You have this awesome opportunity to, to to really mold it into what you want. Now, reinforce to us how it looks a little bit different, right? Because of the paint, and and was there a story on why he ended up repainting it after it got shot, or was that because of the other accident you mentioned? Well, he said he he had gotten an accident, and and also he drove it so much. That's right. Okay. He said he drove it from like Cali to like Mississippi and all over yes, the place, and it yeah. started getting. A little road worn. Um, and he said that uh, the accident that he had gotten in, um, that the insurance paid out really well. And he had a really good guy that was willing to paint the whole thing over. So the street trucks guys thought he was showing up to that shoot with a two-tone truck. And he uh, showed up with a completely different truck. That's insane. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Which is yeah, which is how it looks right now. This is the, the same. The way it looks right now is the same way it looked in street trucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking to Jeff Gaudet. Again, you can follow Jeff. You can see some of the photos. We'll share some as well, but it's J and then it's G-A-U-D-E-T-T-E-7-7 on Instagram. You can check them out. What's your favorite aspect of the truck or what are you most looking forward to? So you can kind of answer it either way, but I kind of wanted to ask that and pose that sure. question to you. Yeah, oh, my favorite aspect is that out here, I mean, you don't get a lot of things. Chopped cars out here. Like if you see a chop done on a truck or a car, a lot of times you can tell that it's chopped because they don't section the roof to make it proportionate. This truck, when you look at it and you're standing next to it, you can't immediately tell that the roof's been chopped three inches because they sectioned it and made it proportionate. It's done well. It's, you know, they sectioned the center of it. Um, but of course, I was so excited to get it out here because of that. And it's so low. It's like 37 inches from the ground when it's laying on the ground. Um, 37, I believe I'm, I'm correct on that. Um, you can, you can, uh, you can check that in the magazine, but, <laughs> yep. uh, when it got here, the windshield was smashed. Really? So one of the things us New Englanders didn't know is that when you do a chop, a lot of times you have to cut the glass. Mm, got it. Well, out here in New England, we don't have a lot of guys that, that are willing to cut safety glass. Got it. So, uh, I found, yeah, I found an old 65 year old retired hot rod guy that came to my garage and did it right there on the spot. Really? Uh, four and a half hours. Yeah. Four and a half hours later, we had a cut windshield and we put it in the truck. I was very excited. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It just goes to show you that if you, if you search out the right person, any, like what, what did, um, George McFly said, if you put your mind to it, anything's possible. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's pretty freaking cool. Now, what is your son? I, I know you said your son was kind of the gateway into getting into the, the other Mazda. What does he think of it now as 14-year-old? My son's 15, as you mentioned earlier. 
does he think it's cool? Do you, will he one day get to drive it maybe around the mall? <laughs> oh, he'll, yeah, this, this will ultimately be, um, something he'll be able to drive around. I'm, I have no, no issues with that at all. I mean, not every day he's not going to daily it, but when he wants to go, uh, you know, impress a girl or do something fun, he definitely can drive it. He's the, uh, local car show, uh, socialite. We pull up to the car show, we get out. Um, we have not brought this truck there yet, but the other one, and he'll get out of the car and he just disappears and he's talking to all the guys with their hot rods and they all know him. It's hilarious. And that was from the first time we ever went. So uh, it'll be interesting seeing him hop out of this red truck when we get to his show. He'll be around, you know, telling everybody how he how he had his hand in it and, and how and how it's been a blast. Very cool. Yeah, I know you got to yeah. you know, you got to be excited for the future. And like you said, you've you've had this mini trucking you know, lifestyle that you kind of lived for the better half of. I mean, give or take, what, 30 years or so, right? It's kind of the timeline uh-huh. in my head. You've been reading the magazines a long time. I would hope that, you know, once you kind of get it where you can take it to some shows and stuff, that people are going to really appreciate and they're going to gravitate to it. I know you may not be able to make mini trucking gnats this year, but like even next year, I know it's a little bit of a haul. I think the other aspect that will be underrated is you have this West Coast classic truck, cover truck, uh, my my buddy Josh always says, you know, hashtag not. You're gonna have to start using not Fester's truck, right? Uh, I'll get Josh to approve <laughs> that because he always jokes. He goes, "That's mine, that's mine." But you'll have to start right. using not Fester's truck. And you know, with all kidding aside, I think people are gonna gravitate to it because it's another piece of history that they'll be able to see over here on the east side. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely. I the the jokingly, um, I started getting people asking me if that's if that was my intent. <laughs> push you out like Fester and start picking up all these old cover trucks. And I said, uh, no, no, no. Like, one one at a time for me. One's enough, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do we talked about a lot of stuff. Are, are there any shout outs, you know, any family members or even any of the other guys that maybe I didn't get a chance to maybe allow you to talk about with DTE down to earth? Um, I mean, anything else that maybe any holes that were missing that, that you wanted to kind of tie in? No, I just, you know, Obviously, number one, I appreciate the opportunity to hop on the show. This has been really cool. Um, you know, mad love to what you guys are doing, and I uh, hope you, ca- you guys keep doing this for a long time. It's it's really pulling the community together out there, people like us that think the same way that we do. But, um, you know, Josh um, Josh Russo, I can't say enough about about him. Uh, you know, Kerry Anucci, Chris Cotto, um, you know, Ricky Bobby. I know that's not his real name, but that's what he goes by on, oh, yeah. uh, on Instagram. You know, all these guys, um, it's, it's just been such an amazing uh, journey getting all the love I'm getting from everybody uh, and everybody who's so interested in, in watching what's going on with this. Um, just want to tell everybody more than more than anything else because of my passion for the scene. I will not let anybody down when you see this thing finished. Um, I hope I make everybody proud and, and, and happy to, uh, you know, have had me be the guy that got it. Dude, that's inspiring. And I would tell anybody out there, man. You know, give people a pat on the back that that take on you know a build or maybe acquire a build from someone that maybe d- doesn't necessarily know what they have or they don't have the time or effort or money to put in the the blood, sweat, and tears that it will sometimes take to curate, as I will often say, a mini truck of this magnitude, and then be able to then you know you you do all that, and then it's like oh now you got a trailer to shows or drive it. I know in your case you're, you you want to drive it a lot and stuff, but. It's been really cool talking with you about it. The um, I hope that you'll continue to share. I know that you will on your Instagram and using that hashtag DTE number four L I F E. Great people 
with the down-to-earth uh, kinfolk out there. And you never know. I mean, even all these years later, seeing it kind of refreshed, I know a few magazines out there that love mini trucks. You know, All Time Low magazine, of course, Street Trucks magazine. We'd love to maybe see it in print again as you kind of ramp it back up, brother. For sure. That would, there would, nothing would make me happier. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, I was just trying to think um, if there was anything else that I was going to bring up. You know, I appreciate you you talking a little bit about how you got into the cars and trucks, of course, and then, you know, the mini truck scene. It, it, it's tight-knit community. Uh, social media can obviously be a busting and a curse, and you use it a lot the same way I do. You try to use it in a positive way, network with people of like-minded uh, stuff, and the story's been cool. And again, I got to give a huge uh, nod to Tim Gilbert, always looking out for us. Negative Camber, Florida, when he hears a cool story. I mean, dude, from a cover truck just over 10 years ago, uh, and for someone like yourself that's been in the scene a long time, man, I salute you. And, and I just can't wait to slap hands and, uh, you know, maybe cruise in the truck at one of these upcoming shows over the next year or so. Oh, you can count on it, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Cool, man. And what was your son's name again? My son, you know what? I thank you so much for bringing that yeah, up. My man. son's name is is Gavin, G A V I N. Yeah, cool. Gavin. Yeah, Gavin and, and my son's Preston. Maybe they'll be future mini truckers if I can get my son off the computer, man. Now it's not a bad thing, right? Because you can make money <laughs> at computers. I mean, I see some of your posts. We all know. Yeah. I'm on a computer all day, but we do have to get the youth out there a little bit to like. Uh, they, they call it IRL these days, and that stands for in real life, right? Yes. <laughs> so I know yes. we're recording right now like over phones and technology and stuff, but I try to encourage my son as much as I can, and it's it's hard, man, to peel him away from the freaking phone and the computer. But we got to do it, and maybe they'll be the, some of the future mini truckers, man. I hope so, man, for sure. Well, Jeff Gaudet, dude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again for coming on. Um, as we mentioned, uh, go check out his Instagram there's some cool photos. Uh, share some with us as well, Jeff, and then we'll make sure we share it out to the Airhead Nation. And uh, again, happy Born Day and uh, many more to come, homie. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right, Jeff, stay on the rise. We out you. Everyone have a great weekend. Peace.